0: The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Welcome to the TNF Hotline on the Napsock Files. Your calls, your voice, your thoughts, and your host, Ken Napsock. All right, Mister D, you are right. Here we are, T N F Hotline, the fifteenth edition, and I'm very happy to be here with you all. I love doing this show. You see, you got that hotline number over on the Patreon page if you're a tier three supporter or higher, and it's uh, and the show's always going to be in existence in some way, shape, or form. I'm always looking over at uh, my Patreon page. at view it as a subscription service, definitely now more than ever. And so I'm always changing things, rewards, tiers, all the goals, and uh, T N F Hotline. Uh, you know, sometimes. It feels like it's been there a while, and I wa- might want to change it up, but I just love doing this show because I get to hear from you all and have a little thought starter questions and uh, all that stuff, and the like. That's always a phrase I like, and the like. Uh, but we're here now, 15th edition, man. It's been going and going and going. Uh, we try to do this once a month. Some uh, some months we skip April due to travel. Man, I was in Chicago, had a great time start our celebration. Middle of the month, closed the month in Las Vegas. If you're listening to this uh, episode uh, when it's released, I'll be uh, in San Francisco, probably actually coming back from San Francisco. But then I got Houston, May 17th, uh, doing comedy with Nick Scarpino and our headliner, Mark Ellis, in Houston at the Joke Joint, I do believe, and then the live movie trivia schmo down there. I will have potentially books to sell in Houston Failing that, I will have the exclusive posters designed by recent Knapsack Files guest Janine the Machine. Bryce, Janine Bryce gave us uh, the great artwork for the exclusive uh, Why We Love Star Wars posters. Uh, That will be at the very least available in Houston. Hopefully, hopefully some books. Try to get the books out. I have to order my own books. That's how it works. And that includes paying for them. I got to get them uh, and get them shipped to me and then get them out of Houston. It's a... It's a race against the clock right now, but we'll see if it happens. But regardless, there will be other live events, uh, book signing events, book events, and book-related events coming up in Los Angeles in my hometown of Central Coast. I hope, fingers crossed, working on some stuff up there. And later in the year, talking to some folks out there at the Millennium Fandom Bar in Las Vegas for a big event. Book event, book signing, but beyond that, something bigger, more towards the fall into the winter when we're getting ready for episode nine. So uh, thank you for all the support. We'll be talking about the book here more in a little bit, but I appreciate your support. And the pre-order success that is uh, the campaign for why we love Star Wars. But let's not uh, talk about that yet. We do have a question related to that. But I want to get to a question here from a regular on the TNF Hotline. He is a a Southern California boy in a way here, uh, living down here with me in this great state. And uh, I think he's a name to remember. Kai Thatch. Kai, he's got a question about the seasons. Hello there, Ken. And hello, Hotline listeners. This is Kai. So in our neck of the woods, spring is in full bloom here. Got a nice couple of weeks of good weather. And I just wanted to know what is your favorite thing to do during springtime or what's your favorite thing about springtime? I like getting outside, going down to the beach, playing volleyball, or going for a hike, just like being outside when the weather is nice and warm again. Thank you. Kai's always got fun questions. I love his uh, questions there. And, you know, springtime – I'll say this. I like springtime. As a, as a baseball fan, spring is definitely associated with baseball. Uh, baseball, Ray. Um, yeah, spring is about coming out of the winter. Now, I like winter. I like the cold. I like the rain. I don't know if I'd like to live in snow full time, but I like it when I get it every now and then. Loved it in Chicago for one day, even though it delayed my flight. Uh, but spring is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's this... Uh, everything's hope. Spring's eternal. That's where we're... Uh, what what we're supposed to take out of that season. And I do like that. I like that idea. But it's weird being born and raised here on, uh, on the West Coast, California, to be specific, uh, you know, raised by the beach, Bismo Beach area. You, you don't get a lot of seasons. You get cold and warm. And in between, you kind of get cold warm. Uh, and so I didn't grow up with the concept of seasons. Yeah, some leaves changed here and there. That's all right. You definitely knew it was winter, and the clocks changing, whether you liked it or not. That kind of was a uh, you know it meant something. Hey, we're we're in a different uh, we're in a different season, but I don't know it like a lot of a uh, lot of listeners might know it in other parts of the country, and other parts of the world. But I like the idea. What do I do? It's 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 similar to what I would do in the summer too. I do like getting outside. I do like uh, you know thinking about getting outside. I think maybe that's the key thing. I think we all think about getting outside more than we actually get outside i'm gonna go hiking i'll say 15 times in the spring i think the last time it's 2019 do the math here last actual hiking trip i did 2014 i think so i've made plans not concrete plans but like the yes oh my gosh next month we need to go hiking and then that never happens sometimes my fault sometimes their fault Sometimes just life, and sometimes just the idea that, eh, maybe we really didn't mean it. So springtime always brings about that kind of concept. Let's go outside. Let's have a picnic. You know what we should do? Let's have a picnic. Oh my god, a picnic. I haven't done that since I was seven. And it turns out, well, yeah, I still haven't done that since I was seven. Uh, But that doesn't mean you can't buy into the concept of spring and buy into the emotions of uh, the season. The winter of our discontent. But now spring, spring is here. Game of Thrones. The seasons are very important. We we gotta have those seasons doing season things. Winter is coming. Winter is here. A long summer. The the small folk dream of a long summer. And then of course, what we believe potentially, if we'll ever get it, is the final book in the Song and of Ice and Fire series is a dream of spring. Even George R R Martin knows that you need to end on the hope of spring. So. I think that's part of it. Kai, I, I like your plans. Get outside, go to the beach. Now, again, I was raised by the beach. Very very fortunate to be raised by a great beach up there. And it was always cold. It was always cold. So even then, yeah, summer you get hot. But even then, sometimes in the summer, cold and windy at the beach. The water was always cold. So spring, heading to the beach growing up for me, still meant Grab your hoodie. Still meant it. Still meant it. Um, but I don't know. You know what? I'm going to make a vow right now that I intend to keep. I'm going to go hiking within the month and tell you all about it. I will try to make that happen. All right? It's all right? It's all right. All right. We got another call here. I'm going to press this button. You can't see it. I got a nice... Thank you to the fine, fine folks, I should say, Roadcaster, a uh, uh, Road with the Roadcaster Pro. I should get the ad read right, huh? <laughs> That's the fine folks at Rode microphones have the Rodecaster Pro. I love it. Yes, this is kind of an advertisement. It's, uh, you know, not a paid advertisement, but I'm advertising for them because I love it because I get to press this button and hear the next caller. Hi, Ken. This is Eric Dessoni in Northern California. I was just calling to get your thoughts and feelings given that your book comes out in just a couple weeks at the time of this call. Um, I feel it must be an exciting time. I'm definitely excited. Looking forward to reading it. Just wanted to know how you're feeling and all your thoughts about. It. As always, thanks for the content and taking my call. Bye. Thank you, Eric, for your call, which helps build my content, and thank you for your support. All right, I've ta- I feel as though I've talked a lot about this, but I have to. It's very interesting. I I. How social media? How sometimes you think social media works, and sometimes how it actually works, and 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 sometimes it's all of the above. All right, I'm in my. Can you hear this? You hear that right there? That is my book. Many of you have seen the unboxing video I put out there. This is uh, the, my book. It's in my hands. I have it. I have it. Comes in final total here. Let me flip to the back here. I know. I know how. The, I know how the book ends, so I can go to the back and not be spoiled. 388 printed pages. I think, well, 389, there's a blank page in the back. Yeah, there's a blank page in the back that's not numbered. So, 389 pages are in here. Oh, two. 390. about 388 pages have words on them. Uh, More than they expected. More than I expected and uh, Eric is asking a question just in general about how I feel about this. I'm excited, and and at the time of this recording, the book release is coming up very close. It's been delayed in some areas, and a lot of you might have received emails from Amazon saying, hey, this is going to come out a little bit later than planned. A couple days, I've heard maybe some UK, Europe uh, fans and, and purchasers of the book have got the uh, June, July thing. Apologize for that. We don't really know. I reached out to Mango Publishing, no real clear answer. The, my editor wrote back. He's like, we we have the book sitting here. <laughs> Amazon's picking these suckers up, so I, I don't know. This, I don't know the case. I, if, if anything, it's a good thing. It's it's a uh, hey. The demand is maybe higher than the uh, what they feel they can get out in time. I don't know, but the point is the book's coming out, uh, and you can get the Ken, uh, Kindle version, ebook version. I guess uh, to me, you know, that's cool, and I don't know a lot of you like that, but uh, I just love having this. Hard copy in my hands. And as far as the audiobook, a little housekeeping on the audiobook. Um, I get a lot of tweets about it. I've responded when I can and when I could. Uh, they are, they being Mango Publishing, working on trying to get an audiobook version out. They have to farm it out to another company, trying to find a Los Angeles based company. Uh, that is not my call. Of course, I'd love to have an audiobook. And of course, Mango Publishing would love to have an audiobook. It's another stream of revenue, let's be honest, about the business. And I want that too. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not my call. It's not my decision. And as far as me reading it, I was considered. I had to audition for it and I didn't really hear back. And there's kind of this kind of things are in flux. I don't think we're going to have one ready, even if I'm whether I'm reading it or not. I don't think we're going to have one ready by the release date. Uh, that is not tied to any delay from Amazon. That is on uh, there's an Amazon related thing. So that is kind of some of the housekeeping about the book. But as far as. Um, as far as how I'm feeling, I, you know, and I'll go up top. I feel as though I've talked about this too much. That was what I started this conversation with here. Loved Eric's question though. Um, but I just recently did some tweets uh, and, and Grace did some tweets about it and the unboxing video. And I, I, to my surprise, people were like, oh, this is great. You got a book coming up. I just, I it's incorrect to assume that because I put one tweet out in March about the book or have mentioned it on a podcast, including like Jedi Council or Collider Live or the Movie Trivia Schmodown, any of those things, it's it's uh it's incorrect to assume that everyone has seen this information, and that's why we have to continue to advertise. And I feel I feel a little bit like uh you know, I feel sometimes like uh. I'm talking too much about it. I'm just I'm just hocking this book, but I've got to do that. Otherwise, what's the point of doing this? Yes, it's the point to have something out there and a little bit of a legacy thing, and it's on on a shelf, and my name's on it and it looks great, and I'm excited about it. But um, that's kind of, part of where my focus is right now, and I'm very nervous about that. And as far as the book, how it will be received, I'll tell you what, I already hate every word I've written. <laughs> I'm looking through it right now. I will give you all here an exclusive. Uh, you know, there's a hundred essays, actually, hundred four essays, but a hundred moments in Star Wars that I've written about in this book here, and I'll give you an exclusive. I'm flipping here right now. I will give you an exclusive of one of them. All right, I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to say what it is. All right. If you want, if you don't want that, you want to be completely surprised, go for it. Just, uh, you know, get on out of here. Come back in a second. All right, I'm trying to find the right one. I'm trying to find the right one that I want to share with you all. All right, this, this will set the tone of what the book is. It's why we love Star Wars, the great moments that built a galaxy far, far away. A hundred of the greatest moments in Star Wars, new canon. So there's books, comics, novels, video games, all those kind of books and novels, somewhat the same thing, I guess you'd say. Uh, video games even, and of course the movies. And animated shows, when applicable. Uh, and uh, we don't have episode nine yet. We don't, you know, at some point you have to put the book out. You can't wait the Star Wars isn't going to be done. So we have, to, we have to get it out when we can. Here's a preview of one of the essays. Number 58. Here's the title of it. Vader recalls Ahsoka, an on-screen legend, remembers an animated favorite. And it's taken from... A book, a novel, a new canon novel from a few years ago. So that's what you're getting. If you if you haven't got this book yet, and you're in your Star Wars fan, and you still haven't decided. That's a little preview. It's not just all things from the movies. I dig deep at times, and that going to back to uh, Eric's question a little bit here. Go to that. Um, that's where I get nervous. That's where I get nervous because I have a lot of Luke in here. I have a lot of Han and Leia and Darth Vader. And things for the Emperor and things in the prequels, if you're a prequel lover, and I got a lot of that. And sequel trilogy stuff, if you love Ray Finn and Poe and all those kind of things, it's there. It's there. But I go a little deeper. I go a little outside the box at times, and it's all from my perspective. Um, And that's that's where you start to feel exposed. So as of right now, I'm excited. It's in my hand. I could smell it right now. Mmm, smells like a new book. Ah, but gosh, I'm so scared. I'm very scared, very nervous, as it is anytime you put anything out into the world. And it's a tough time, and, you know, I think fandom likes to tear down now. We are in this, uh, and I'll probably talk about this more some on some other show, but we're in this CinemaSins-like fandom, and I don't mean to call out the CinemaSins guys. Um, uh, one of the guys, Chris, the writer, I don't know if he's still with them. Uh, he's a real nice guy. Um, but we're in that society of, instead of going... Hey, I love Star Wars. Here's all the reasons I love Star Wars. And there's things I don't like, but here's the reasons I love it. That's the point of this book. We're sometimes in a, all right, here's Star Wars. Here's all the things it's done wrong. Here's all the things you should see and point out and say, mistake, mistake, mistake. And that that was bad. That was bad. That was bad. And at the end of all that, if you can still like it, good on you. Now Again, that's that's what CinemaSins does and, and, and a lot of other channels uh, do that. but the Cinemasins sins guys will say, "Hey, we love movies, no movies that with no movies without sin. And I, I totally understand that. I totally understand what they're doing. and And I think there was a point when Cinema sins was a three minute video, then it becomes a twenty two minute essay on tearing down a movie. And that's when you put that out there, it, it can be misinterpreted or it can be used as a uh, weaponized in a way for for fandoms. And uh, I think we're in that time. so I'm nervous putting out a book that's just as like, why we love Star Wars. Here's a hundred reasons. Hope you love it too. Because <laughs> I guarantee I'm going to get a lot of people like, that's you should love it for that. That was stupid. This is wrong. But I'm trying not to focus on that. And I shouldn't focus on that. And I appreciate all y'all's uh, support. And it does not mean that uh, all y'alls is an official statement. It um, does not mean that you're going to love everything I've written in this book if you're a diehard Star Wars fan or a casual Star Wars fan. or Maybe you're listening right now. You're not a Star Wars fan at all. When you get the book to support me, you know, God bless you, I love you, you might not like some of it. That's understandable, I can take that. But this is not a book that's a debate. This is just a love letter, a collection of love letters to Star Wars, and that makes me nervous too. We'll see. But it doesn't matter now, it doesn't matter how I feel, because it's happening. And I appreciate Eric giving me the chance to talk about it. We're going to take a quick break here in the TNF Hotline, and close out with one final fun question. And we're back here on the TNF Hotline. The 15th edition rolls on here. You got one final little question. Uh, I like to, I like doing this show uh, on uh, Saturdays, on the Saturday slot for the Knapsack Files feed because it, it to me it's a little less uh, pressure. I can have a little more fun with it. You know what I mean, right? I almost said, you know what I mean, jelly bean. I don't know why I say things like a fifth grader still sometimes, but you get the idea. Here we are. We got one final question here from another regular contributor. And Again, I do want to remind you, if you want to contribute to the TNF hotline, you can support on Patreon. Level tier, was that? Tier three? Level three or higher? Gets you access to the TNF hotline and the Discord server. You can also post stuff in there. Um, I had a busy month, April, so I feel as though Patreon, my Patreon uh, supporters, my patrons, uh, didn't get it their full money's worth, but stuff's coming up there to make up for it, and I'm excited. I really, really, really do view Patreon as a subscription-based service now, and I'm also putting original writings on there too. As um, as I move towards uh, getting back to the writing game. So here we go. Enough about that. Here's a final fun call from our friend Andy. Hello, Ken. This is Andy from Dallas. I recently heard this collaboration between one of your favorite bands, U2, with uh, the Boss. Bruce Springsteen on a U2 song on a U2 song I still haven't found what I'm looking for. So my question to you is what's one of your favorite collaborations in music? Thank you. All right, that's a wow. You guys know I love talking music. The Boss, U2 working together stuff haven't found I'm looking for. I've heard that. I love that. It depends. I look at uh, collaborations in two different ways. There's, uh, you know, someone popping up on stage and working together, you know, a live concert. And that's happened a few times with two of my favorite artists, which is uh, Paul Weller, formerly of the Jam, the Style Council over there. Long career, solo career, great music. And he's been on stage many times with Noel Gallagher, Oasis Boys there, but even more specifically, Noel Gallagher. And I love a lot of those. I love those kind of collaborations. Jumping up on stage, uh, concerts, award shows, those kind of things are always fun. Then there's the type that are the actual, you know, uh, working on an album together, those kind of collaborations. And uh, then there's particular songs. Uh, there are songs that I, I really uh, look at, and, and one that pops to mind, uh, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not, I'm, not kinda, I'm not researching this one. I'm not looking through my CD collection right now and going, well, what are my favorite songs here? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer from the heart here with Andy here, and um, i got two big answers here. In terms of a song, one of the songs I just love, an artist I love and an artist I wasn't familiar with but had a long, long career in it. and it caused me to, to look at his stuff and I, I bought one of his albums too. And that is uh, a song from uh, a few years ago, uh, around 1996. Yeah, I know, if you heard me a lot, especially if you listen to my music shows on my Patreon page, you know that I love them 90s. That's fine. I don't apologize for that and you should apologize for whatever decade or era of music you love, but going back to 1996 uh, with Beth Orton. Beth Orton, uh, just one of my favorite artists. Great voice. That voice is an instrument in and of itself. And she had a, do uh, believe it's like an EP or B-side type thing. I believe it was on an EP somewhere. But it was a song with Terry Collier, uh, who, uh, kind of a blues kind of guy there. Older guy at the time. And they worked on a few things together. But there was one particular song called Lean On Me. And gosh, it's just amazing just one of my favorite songs and it's sweet and it's sad and it's and it's inspirational and it's about support friend uh a, a friend uh you know in a friend way in a romantic way and, it, and it's Terry Callier's song and they're doing a, a version of it and it's just oh God, I got I I'm gonna probably uh, make a note to play it this month on the the May edition of the KZOK Radio, the Patreon playlist show uh, I put up uh, on Patreon. That's that's what comes to mind. You know, it's a reworking of his song. It's a young artist given uh, giving the rub to an older artist that maybe just didn't get the attention for for myriad reasons, and I love that one there. And I think you all should check it out, especially if you're a Beth Orton fan. And look at Terry Collier's music as well. Uh, but another answer I'll have of just collaborations... I think it's like the best collaboration ever, following the definition of collaboration. And that's the Traveling Wilburys. That's right. The supergroup group from the late 80s. Tom Petty, George Harrison, Jeff Lynn, Roy Orbison, for most of it there before he passed away. Uh, Bob Dylan, you heard of Dylan, right? Uh, Jim Keltner does some drumming too. And that is a collaboration. As they say now, as the kids say at the YouTube land, a collab. That was, say, hey, let's work on some songs. We got George Harrison. You know, you remember him from the Beatles, and now he's working with Tom Petty, and they're writing, saying that Bob Dylan's in the next room, and, hey, Jeff Lynn, come in here. You're good at producing stuff. Let's get it all, hey, we all love Roy Orbison going, let's call Roy, see if he wants to come down. He passed away, and Del Shannon was actually uh, considered to replace him uh, at the time, too. So, they released two albums. The first album, definitely uh, "Traveling Wil- Wil- Wilburys" Volume One, uh, I think, uh, better than the second album, which is Volume Three. <laughs> uh, but I think that is an old timer. It turns into a super group type of situation, and you think of it as a band, but that's a collaboration. That is artists looking across the studio to each other and going, "Yeah, I just want to have some fun outside of our normal." styles are our normal careers and just want to get together and record some stuff and then it blew up, became a thing Handle With Care, End of Line, two of the big hits two of my all-time favorite songs and I have to say that that Andy from Dallas is my answer you mentioned U2 though and Bruce Springsteen I'll say an honorable mention though is two collaborations that U2 had with first Johnny Cash doing the song The Wanderer Variant and of absolutely one of my favorite songs. And it's a different, it's like a tone poem, it's kind of cool. I uh, went out wandering with a Bible and a gun. Sorry, Jenny Cash, I can't do your voice, but I love it. And then uh, Slow Dancing, there's a B-side version that is just uh, Paul Hewson, Bono, doing the song. It's their song, but they released the version officially uh, with uh, Willie Nelson. My love is cruel as... Um, I'm not going to sing Willie either. But those are some honorable mentions. You too, good with that. Good with that. All right. That's some music talk. I love music talk. This is why I like doing the TNF hotline. You guys get me talking about things I don't normally talk about, and I can't do that without you on Patreon using that hotline number, and I can't do a lot of things without my executive producers. On Patreon, includes DJ Snacks, Real Snacks, Attacks. Give him a follow. Uh, he lo- he appreciates the music talk. Uh, Thomas Risling, he also contributes to Casterly Talk, Lethal Logan X, Matthew Simon, Bador, Matt Maroney, Matt Thompson, Tamor, and Abdul, the Brothers Buddha, as I like to joke, uh, and uh, Donald Long, Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, doing his uh, stand-up comedy out there in uh, Wisconsin, and Spencer Hunt, recent edition to the executive producer tier. They're all part of the TNF boardroom. That's at the $15 and $25 tiers as well. You get a monthly business call with me, and I legitimately take your advice on some things. There's some forums, and i got to get back into some of those comments. From April's edition. Again, April was a busy month. So thank you to all my executive producers on CatNapsock's Patreon page. Hey, that's me. Patreon.com slash sock You can go to Cadnapsock.com, the brand new website, and that'll get you a link to pre-order the book Why We Love Star Wars if you haven't already. And yeah, look, keep in mind. If you don't want to, uh, you don't have to. Seriously. Seriously. But put a lot of work into it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Ooh, just a few days away, that book will hit the streets and I'll see what people really think about me. That's it for now. The TNF hotline is all wrapped up and closed for this week. We'll see you next time.